Hello, hello from the Hamilton, New York studio. It's Jake and Alex's Public Econ Show. Today, we will be discussing the GOP tax bill. Both the House and the Senate have passed versions of a transformative bill that will rewrite American tax code. As part of our ongoing look at the bill's impact on the American healthcare system, today we will be examining the impact the House's version of the bill has on Medicare. Yes, Medicare, how our grandparents get their health insurance. Medicare is a national social insurance program that provides coverage for hospital and home care, physician and outpatient services, and prescription, prescription drugs for people typically over the age of 65. And it is important to note that Medicare is going to play an increasingly large role in our society with the massive influx of baby boomers reaching the age of retirement. Estimates suggest that in the next 10 years, the number of U.S. citizens using Medicare will rise from 45 million to 60 million. That's a 33% increase. It is a pivotal time for the program, so any change to its funding or structure could have a massive impact. First, let's take a broad look at some of the main components of the GOP tax bill. Proponents of the bill claim that the main goal of the bill is to allow breaks for business so that they, they can be more competitive and encourages them to stay within the United States. This will be encouraged by reducing the corporate income rate from 35% down to 20%. Furthermore, proponents believe that roughly 92% of Americans will see increased or at least unchanged after-tax yearly incomes in the first five years. This change comes from policy adjustments such as the repeal of the, lim repeal of the limit of on itemized deductions for both medical and overall expenses. It comes as no surprise that the tax bill will effectively cut taxes, but the question then arises, how will the federal government compensate for the deficit in funding that will occur as a result from these broad tax cuts? The House GOP bill passed by a comfortable margin in mid-November. House Republicans celebrated, believing this was the greatest accomplish their greatest accomplishment in 2017. However, the bill will cause a $1.5 trillion deficit, and with such a large deficit, many experts stip stipulate that the government will have to make cuts in, in to entitlement programs. Anders Gilberg, senior vice president at the Medical Group Management Association, said, there's no way you can offset $1.5 trillion in tax cuts without looking at entitlements. All right. Now that we have some background information, let's talk about the bill's impact on Medicare. Just taking a look at the bill, it appears that it won't directly impact Medicare. Is this true, Jake? Well, yes, but the indirect effects it will have on the program are substantial. Let's turn it over to Coyote Kana, an, an economics professor at Colgate University. The tax bill, in combination with the pay-as-you-go statute, will have implications for the Medicare program. Medicare will be cut by 4% of its annual spending in the first year in 2018, which will amount to about $25 billion. And these reductions may amount to about half a trillion dollars over the next decade. So what Professor Khanna is referring to, the Paygoat statue, short for pay as you go, is a congressional provision that would enforce automatic spending cuts to key programs like Medicare. To break it down a bit further, here's David Gans, a legislative aide for Congresswoman Ann Wagner. Here's how it works. The Republican Party is using a process known as budget reconciliation in order to pass the tax bill. 
Under reconciliation, the bill requires a majority of votes, but does not need a single Democratic vote to pass. Alternatively, without, with, without any Democratic votes, the PAYGO rule would be enacted. The PAYGO rule is used when a bill reduces taxes, but does not offset that debt with revenue from other sources. The PAYGO, sta- PAYGO statute automates cuts in spending towards entitlement programs. As a result, if the bill does not receive any Democratic votes, there will be massive cuts across the board to national s- social welfare programs, including Medicare. Opponents of the bill have cited this as one of their main issues. It is estimated that if the PAYGO rule were enacted, Medicare would lose up to $25 billion of its budget. However, supporters of the bill say that the rhetoric of this argument is skewed. The cut in Medicare is a reduction in the spending allocated for Medicare, but it is only a proposal to redirect the percentage increase in spending over time. Nevertheless, with a 33% increase in Medicare enrollees, PAYGO's effects could still be quite damaging to Medicare. Okay, so the bottom line is that $25 billion could be cut from Medicare next year, and nearly half a trillion could be cut within the next decade. Those are quite substantial figures, but let's break down exactly how Medicare will be affected. It won't affect Medicare recipients directly, but rather physicians and hospitals. Here's Professor Khanna's take on it. The 4% reduction in Medicare spending does not affect those benefits directly. But indirectly, it will have an impact through lowering of the physician reimbursement rates and limiting the bond financing, tax-exempt bond financing available for the hospitals, which will impact their renovations and new technology. So uh, lower Medicare reimbursement rates for the physicians would imply that physicians would be seeing less of Medicare patients and that would have uh, that would definitely impact access for this age group when it is needed the most. So essentially, it creates an access and quality of care problem. Specifically, physicians are already turning down Medicare and Medicaid recipients due to the lower compensation they receive from nationally funded insurance. The bill directly affects the compensation of physicians who accept Medicare patients. But as a result of this decreased incentive to accept these patients, the Medicare recipients will be affected. Right. The impact it has on physician reimbursement is especially important because the United States is in the midst of transitioning from a fee-for-service to a value-based care model. Essentially, in efforts to improve health health outcomes and promote accountability, payments to healthcare providers will soon be based on efficiency and quality metrics rather than just on visits to the hospital or your doctor. Its goal is to maximize healthcare outcomes while minimizing cost. The trouble with Medicare cuts is that it will destabilize the physician payment system, possibly disrupting this paradigm shift. It sounds pretty theoretical. What are the specific effects cuts to Medicare will have on the transition from a fee-for-service to a value-based care model? It's a good question. Fee-for-service is a model that pretty much guarantees that physicians will make money for the work they do. Value-based care is more costly for doctors. Physicians will have to implement and track metrics, and they will see a larger quantity of patients. But most doctors aren't ready for these changes. An NEJM Catalyst survey found that only one-third of doctors are organizationally and clinically equipped for value-based care. Doctors need to be supported through this transition to a value-based care system, but cuts to Medicare do the exact opposite. Transitioning towards the bigger picture, the cuts to Medicare are reliant on the CBO's estimate that the tax bill will cost $1.5 trillion. 
How accurate do we think that number is? Is it possible cuts to Medicare won't be as drastic because this number is overstated? Or is this number even possibly understated and cuts to Medicare could be worse? Well, they certainly won't be worse. Under federal law, PAYGO can only cut Medicare by a maximum of $25 billion per year. But it is, po it is possible that the $1.5 billion figure is an over-exaggeration. The tax bill will spur individual savings. As a result, the economy could be stimulated. The Trump administration, administration fervently believes this. In fact, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin believes that the bill will create so much additional tax revenue that the cuts will not just pay for themselves, but they will also help bring down the deficit. But experts don't necessarily agree with that. Columbia economist and former advisor to George W. Bush, Glenn Hubbard, estimated that at best, individual tax cuts could make up for 30% of lost revenue, and corporate tax cuts could make up for 50% of lost revenue. Those numbers aren't too promising. So there's definitely some uncertainty. Medicare could certainly be cut by less than $25 billion each year, though. Indeed, that is true. We will most likely just have to wait and see for the bill to become a law and the PAYGO statute to be enacted to measure the true effects of the tax bill on Medicare. And that's about all the time we have for today. We hope you join us next time as we break down the tax bill's effects on Medicaid. See you tomorrow.